Hello, I'm Nick Holland with Information Security Media Group, and today I'm joined by Chris Morales, who is Head of Security Analytics at Vectra, San Jose, California, cybersecurity firm. Hi, Chris. How's it going? Hey, it's great, Nick. So, 2018 Vectra Spotlight Report has just come out, uh, the increased risk of cyber attacks against manufacturing organizations. What, what can you tell me about the methodology for the research? Yeah, sure. So Vector's in a very unique position in how we're able to acquire data compared to most people. In the sense that what we do as a company is that we're taking and ingesting network traffic and metadata on a real-time basis within large enterprises. And we're running a lot of machine learning algorithms against that data. So what happens is that we have a subset of customers who like to opt in and share that metadata with us, which actually helps us tune the algorithms better for them. They benefit from that as well. We also get insight into the kind of things that are happening constantly there. Currently, we have over 250 opt-in customers at the time, and that's across nine different industries, including manufacturing. So the way we, I do the report is that I take this data on a six-month basis after it's done, and I start to do analytics on it. I start to analyze and look for different trends that are standing out. For this particular report, we have data from January of 2018 all the way up until June of 2018. So what's cool about it is that as we collect data in real-time process, I'm getting in real-time as well, which allows us to release these reports within a month of the data being fresh. So let's talk about what's in the report then. What are the most common types of attack you're seeing on uh, the industrial Internet of Things or IOT? So what was very unique in terms of, so I like to think a lot in terms of attacker behaviors themselves, like what kind of behaviors do we see in different networks? And something I've noticed is that every industry has what I like to consider a, a network behavior profile, so to speak, as in there's certain kinds of traffic you expect. and and Often, in most companies, this traffic is a lot of users surfing out to the Internet. Um, and you can see a lot of that human traffic. What really stood out in manufacturing is that there's a large amount of traffic that's very related to machine-to-machine -machine traffic, and it's not the same high influx of users. And in that same architecture, what we start to see is that a lot of these machines are speaking out the Internet on a regular basis, both for uh, just general command like for management and for sending data out to like cloud storages. The problem with that is that that means manufacturing has a much larger footprint or attack surface that's internet facing of critical devices. And all these machines are part of this entire industrial internet revolution that the manufacturing industry is calling industry 4.0. Uh, which is the idea that we're going to connect all these devices to the Internet. We're going to have, have just-in-time manufacturing, uh, rapid development, things like that. It's the, the lean supply chain. But there's all kinds of buzzwords they put around this. Um, and, and this is really interesting because four to six years ago, all these devices within manufacturing did, were not IP Internet enabled. And, and by devices, I, I, I talked to a steel manufacturer who put their blast furnaces on the Internet. Like, you, you hear things like that, and, like, that's really interesting. Or they're making 3D-printed uh, steel bridges. And we're talking, like, huge types of devices, not like your basic Alexa at home. And it, it used to be that there was a human that had to come into the factory and manage these devices. But now for supply chain economy and efficiency, it's all online, which means that where the major attacks against manufacturing were cyber espionage, that people wanted to steal manufacturing processes or cause disruption, that they wanted to break a machine, 
It used to take an insider to do that, and there was a higher cost, and it was expensive. And this comes from like when we've had the movies where you see somebody that would steal a trade secret and then try to fly to China or something like that. And that's been going on for decades. But now that all these devices are online, it's relatively trivial for somebody to easily just somewhere across the world infiltrate these networks, sit in there for a long time, propagate against all these machines that are already very connected and very chatty with each other, and get to data that's already leaving the company. Um, and the same for disruption. It's easy to take a industrial robot, reprogram it, and cause it to create a weak part, for example, like taking a robot and that does spot welding and changing some of the parameters so that its welds just aren't as strong. And again, these are the kind of attacks they've always faced. It's just now with everything enabled and online and with the level of volume of traffic we see in there, talking the internet, it's become extremely easy. And ironically, yesterday, there was a real case example of this happening with TSMC, which is Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Company. Apparently, they put in a device that they thought was safe. They updated software on it. The software, I believe, had a variant of WannaCry on it. It was the ransomware thing again. And very rapidly, it just propagated against all their fabrication plants and took them out for several days that they're no longer able to function, which is going to cost them, I believe it was somewhere between 1% to 2% of their profits, which, as big as they are, we're talking tens to hundreds of millions of dollars. It's just a coincidence timing that we put out this report saying, hey, there's this problem that things can propagate really fast and take you down, and then it just happens. But what, in terms of the research that you're seeing, so what, where are these originating? Who are the culprits here? So when I, you know, I ask that question, so our data doesn't have attribution because we focus very much on what's happening, but there is lots of data out there on attribution. And one of my favorite sources is really the Verizon Data Breach Industry Report that they put out every year. It's been very reliable. Right. And when they looked at all the live reported breaches in manufacturing last year and tracked that, they found that it was very much state-sponsored attacks. And, and that's what becomes very disturbing. The biggest risk is other nations attacking nations or other companies doing cyber espionage. So, what, I mean, what kind of attacks are the most damaging? Well, it's, interestingly, they, the... Um, it depends on how you define damaging. So there, there, there's two ways to damage. There's there's disrupting business, which has a very tangible cost of cost of building goods and things like that, um, which is what just happened to TSMC yesterday. They you know they put them down for several days from building things. Uh, the secondary, which has always been a risk, is when people start to steal things like fab processes or certain aspects of the manufacturing process. And then they're able to produce those goods overseas in another country. And I believe there's stories around the solar industry where this actually happened, that some American uh, companies that build solar panels and things like that, some of their designs were stolen, and then they were built in China, and these American companies could no longer compete against the, the influx of goods that were the exact same thing they built, built somewhere else. So one of the areas of the report looks at botnets and crypto mining, which I think is, again, sort of an interesting growth area. What are you seeing in that space? It, this is really interesting. Last year, everybody was always talking about ransomware. And the idea was that when a computer was taken, that they would ask for Bitcoin and that Bitcoin made money. It, it turns out that ransomware was a horrible method of monetizing 
uh, cyberjack that people just wouldn't pay the ransom. You know, we all learned pretty quickly, just make a backup. And it was tedious and it cost money, but people wouldn't pay the ransom. So criminals have to work as a business as well, and they have their own ROI. What it did turn out is that ransomware is very good at disruption and, and taking down plants or things like that. So it's being used for that. And with that, criminals learned that Bitcoin mining or cryptocurrency mining, really not even Bitcoin, a lot of it's like Monero, which is a different kind of coin, um, is incredibly profitable. And it's an easy way to monetize their efforts from uh, cyber attacks. So within 2018, we saw a huge pivot from botnets that would have been used for things like ransomware. Now it's simply performing crypto mining. And it's an immediate return on investment because the most expensive part of actually doing crypto mining yourself is the cost of electricity. In many ways, when we think of crypto mining, it's, it's just a case of converting electricity into monetary value. Now, if you got to pay the electricity bill, you're not going to make much. But if you use somebody else's system and they have to pay the electricity bill, it's pure profit. So where's this all going then, Chris? So within the manufacturing, the, the biggest concern we saw is that in four to six years, you took an industry that was not largely Internet enabled to, I think, now being the largest adopter of the Internet of Things, and it's not going to slow down, that I, I don't, I think there's a lot of smart people that work in manufacturing. I just think that pace is really hard to keep up with from a security perspective. I think there needs to be a lot of cultural change. There's a lot of adoption. The, the biggest thing to me is that they need to make sure they have visibility of what's actually happening inside their networks so they right. can understand how things are able to spread or move around. Or it's, As a security guy in a lot of companies, it's really hard to keep up with understanding what other people are doing on projects. Um, and with the manufacturing, it moves so fast and so many different plants and devices, it's just that much harder. George, speaking with you, Chris, that was Chris Morales, who's the head of security analytics at Vectra. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Nick Holland.